0: So it will help me and I think it will help you if you've got your Bibles open at page 75, Exodus 17. You join us here at Rephidim in the Desert of Sin where we've seen some extraordinary scenes today. The Israelites have been in the desert for just a short time over the last few days. God has miraculously given them both food, manna, quail, And then when they arrived here in this uh, desert region, there was no drinkable water. Moses struck a rock and out the water gushed. And then yesterday, quite extraordinary without any warning, the army of the Amalekites charged over the horizon. As they head towards the Promised Land, it seems clear that the Israelites will face all kinds of enemies among the local peoples. Well, the Amalekites are going to say... They got there first. Now, after such a shocking sneak attack, many observers expected the Israelites to fight for their lives immediately. But remarkably, Moses gave the order for Joshua and his men to hold back from fighting overnight, but to do it this time tomorrow. And Moses gave an order which many of us found curious who were watching. The fight back would start the next day now many leaders would have found somewhere to watch the battle but this morning moses didn't just go to observe he went to take part he took his brother aaron and his associate her who her him her yes that's right her and went up the nearby hill at the top of the hill moses cast an imposing figure over the battle His hands held up to heaven, holding the powerful staff that proved so instrumental in bringing the plagues on Egypt just a few short weeks ago. Those of us watching were agog. In the valley, the Israelites and the Amalekites fighting it out. On the hilltop, Moses holding his staff aloft as the battle wore on. It was clear that the Amalekites were feeling the pressure as they took more and more casualties. But the Amalekites were not done. These desert people are hardy. As the elderly Moses grew tired, he lowered his hands. He needed a rest. And suddenly God's enemies had the advantage. They seized the advantage, fighting back harder than ever and beginning to turn the tide of the battle. Was it the sight of the great leader Moses getting tired which spurred them on? Was it the power of God's staff that was diminished when it was rested on the ground? And then even more remarkable scenes as Moses' companions Aaron and her, that's right him, brought a stone up behind Moses so that he could sit down. Then they lifted up his hands to keep them steady. And incredibly, with the staff of God once again held aloft, the battle once again began to go the Israelites' way. At last, as the sun began to set, the final victory of God's people was something we saw. Overshadowed by their leader's hands held up for him, By his helpers. It is a decisive victory for God's people over their enemies. What then can the Israelites take away from this remarkable couple of days? Well, it seems clear that God himself is fighting for the Israelites. The Amalekites and all of the people living just miles ahead of them in the promised land would do well to reflect on this battle? Is it an indication of the oncoming storm? Could it be that one day people will wander around those lands without ever having heard of the Amalekite people? One day people might think an Amalekite is a little fossil that you find in the ground. Clearly, Moses is keen to press home to the Israelite people that the battle belongs to the Lord. He has written the story on a scroll so that everybody will remember it. And he's also built an altar to worship the Lord. So Moses is leading his people in remembering and in worshipping. I wonder if that's important. I wonder if Moses might also be reflecting on delegation. The great leader of the people has always relied on his brother Aaron. He's the one who does the talking. Uh, He was there from day one of his ministry in Egypt. And today he needed his help to do something as simple as keeping his hands held up in the air. God gave Moses something important to do and he gave him everything he needed to do it. And in this case, two helpers, his special staff, his trusty Lieutenant Joshua and a willing army formed from scratch. God's people may well reflect on these remarkable events thousands of years from now, perhaps in a far off land uh, in somewhere called Woking, they might be reflecting on it. Believers are bound to face struggles of all kinds. Many, uh, perhaps not in this place, but many around the world will face violence because of their faith. Others will face more subtle battles. Just when God is doing something really big in somebody's life, something will happen to distract or discourage them. An illness, perhaps, a family drama, a setback. It can be all sorts of things. But you can be sure you'll have experienced it if God is doing something important in your life. Those people, God's people, may need reminding of the reality of spiritual warfare, not the real warfare of the soldiers with Swords who come galloping over the hill to kill you, the day to day battle which is raging around God's people's lives and everyone around them. You may need reminding that the battle is the Lord's. When all seems lost, look up to your inspiration, see his hands raised up, and understand that it will come out right in the end. There are many situations in life where things aren't right and they don't feel right in this life. But if things aren't right, then it isn't the end. God's promised rescuer will always bring rescue. For believers in our day today, stepping away from our eyewitness account, they won't have eyewitnesses of those days the altar that Moses built is long gone perhaps God's people should be and need to be our own memorial a reminder to each other of what God has done for them you know people say um, often I hear it often uh, I can be a Christian and just worship God by myself and that's true on one level isn't it your relationship with Jesus is your relationship with Jesus but that's not a picture we get anywhere in the bible of someone just having faith by themselves we only get the picture of people having faith together and enjoying that together reminding each other encouraging each other about what God's done spurring each other on worshipping together In our own stories, we see the story of God's rescue. When we get to know each other, we understand what our rescuer has done for us. I see what he's done for you, and you teach me what he's done for me. And what he can do in situations that seem utterly hopeless, inspired by the example of Moses' helpers, We can see how we are gifts to each other, to help each other. I wonder who might be holding your arms up today, or whose arms you might be holding up. So much for Rephidim. The battle is real for all of God's followers. The battle is the Lord's, and he fights for you. And in the battle, he's given you each other to remind you of his rescue, his rescue by another person up on a hill, his hands held to heaven.